views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This hour is sponsored by Full Life Chiropractic. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. Welcome. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. Uh, we were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. So I'm here to teach you how to do that so you can make this happen naturally uh, without drugs and surgery. So I want to welcome you to our show today. This is week four, Masterclass Recap. Week four, we're talking about the central nervous system, and we're going to be talking about the central nervous system and how this directly affects your ability to be able to heal and function 100% like God designed your body to do so and you know what you can do for it to ensure you have full communication between your brain and your body. So uh, I want to welcome you. Uh, as always, uh, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. Uh, if you've been tuning in on there on Thursday nights, we've been doing our master class. We're in week, uh, we just got completed week four. Uh, we're moving into week five and, uh, just one more week and then it'll be Thanksgiving, but it's, uh, it's exciting. It's a lot of, a lot, a lot of information that's been really good. So if you want to check us out you can go to Facebook and look at our masterclass recaps, uh, and the whole class actually on there for all the way back to week one. So you can find us on Instagram as well at full life chiropractic. You can find us there. Uh, a lot of cool content on there. You can also find us by searching our website, uh, you can uh, go to AskDrJuan.com. You can also call our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two if you want to talk to a human being. If you don't and you want to just uh, move forward and do whether it's a dinner, our next dinner coming up is the 16th of November. You can text the word dinner. You can text dinner to 937-552-7364 and uh, you know, obviously get signed up for that. You can text new patient if you're ready to do that and get started with all that. So there's a lot of multiple ways to get a hold of us if you want help. So, and that's what we're here to do. And that's what I do every week. And I help people achieve the best, healthiest version of themselves naturally without drugs and surgery because the body is not made in uh, junk, it's made in, in amazingness. So, we help your body reach that naturally. So, uh, I want to share with you why it is that I talk, uh, you know, with such passion and, and uh, I, I kind of want to educate as many people as I possibly come in contact with. And that is simply because of my mom's story. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer six years ago while I was in chiropractic school. In the middle of chiropractic school, my wife and I, Dr. Whitney and I, uh, were blessed with a beautiful one-year-old. Uh, you know, at that time when my mom called, my, my daughter was one-year-old. So at that time, we were really uh, just trying to, you know, to achieve amazing passing grades so we can become the best doctors we can be. But one of our parents, of course, my mom dropped the bomb of saying that she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. So she tells me that I start crying. She starts crying on the phone. Um, you know, my mom is an inspiration to me because, uh, you know, I saw this woman single-handedly as a single mother of three, um, just do whatever she could to put food on the table and a roof over her head. So I was very, um, just distraught when I found out about her cancer, but Nonetheless, I asked her what she's going to do. She said, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation. And I'm like, Mom, I don't know what to do, but I know one thing. God put the most amazing healing power in your brain. And if your brain and your body are communicating 
it ought to function and hit 100% because he didn't create junk. So let's take a look at your spine. Let's take a look at your, your spinal position, and let's figure out where it is. And my mom had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. We're going to find out what that means today. And then she had a scolio uh, scoliosis in her upper back area, the same exact area where the nerves come out of there going to the breast tissue, heart and lungs, and other vital organs. So when I saw that on her x-rays, I knew there's no way that that's not causing any problems. Uh, so my mom decided to do something different, and she did. She started to eat better. She started doing everything we talked about in the master class for the most part and living truly the five essentials of max living, which clearly say that if your central nervous system, which controls everything, is in check and is functioning at 100%, and if you put good food in your body, uh, your body will obviously digest that food better. And if you have obviously a good positive mindset and then also – you work out uh, and you detox, that your body will function to the best of its ability and there will be no interference with the central nervous system. So we're talking about the central nervous system today and we're talking about that system as part of our master class because without that system, you can't do anything else we talked about so far. You cannot digest food. You cannot do anything. So here I go. The central nervous system is composed of your brain, the spinal cord, central nervous system. Everything else is the peripheral nervous system. Out of the spinal cord, so your brain and the spinal cord, your spinal cord runs through your vertebra. All of your vertebra in your spine, for the most part, have a little hole in the back of it um, where the spinal cord runs through. It's called the uh, spinal canal. So in that spinal canal, the spinal cord resides and it lives there very happily, protected actually, uh, I might add. CSF fluid goes up and down the spine, uh, it's protected by different, you know, sacs and et cetera, doer matter, all different areas, whatever. We're not going to get into all the crazy science, but it is important to understand it because obviously it does affect your ability to understand it. And then if you understand something, you know why you're doing it and more likely to be successful at doing whatever you're supposed to be doing for yourself. So uh, the spinal cord transmits all data from the brain to your body. That's a sol- like literally number one job. It's basically like an extension cord, transmitting electrical power from the brain to the rest of your body. And the electrical cord, if you think about the extension electrical cord, then you would splice it or, you know, uh, go, you know, branch off of it. And at each branch, you go to different organs or different areas, right? So everything is controlled in the body by the central nervous system. So the brain tells the heart how many beats per minute it's supposed to do. The brain tells the bladder when to empty the brain tells the stomach what to do with the food that you say for lunch right uh the brain tells everybody everything it tells your skin how fast to heal how slow to heal it tells your eyes you know how much light to let in etc your brain does everything right so that's the job of the brain the thing is this though the brain cannot communicate with the body wirelessly so there has to be a wire and that's what the spinal cord is and then out of that wire this extension cord of the spinal cord right come out little uh roots that are called nerve roots. Those nerve roots are basically continuation of splicing of that actual uh, extension cord to go out to a different organ to control that muscles in that area, right? So for example, the spinal cord in the upper back, the nerves that come out uh, at the very center of your neck, the nerves that come out like at that C4, C5 area, those nerves branch out of course, they go to the muscles, etc. But some of the main nerves that come out of there go to your thyroid because the thyroid is located in that area. Okay. Then if you keep going down the spine, we're getting down to like 
C7, T1, T2, T3, the like upper back area where many people say, hey, I had the hump, the hunchback of Notre Dame, the hump back there. That T1 through T5 area, the main organs that I'm going about main organs, the ones that you would recognize and know. Uh, I'm not going to talk about this minor gland that nobody's ever heard of, right? So the main organs that are coming out of that area, it, as far as the nerves, uh, the main organs are the heart and the lungs. So the heart and the lungs, of course, um, you know, clearly the not only the heart and the lungs, but also other tissues that are in that area. So one of the tissues, especially when it comes to my mom's case, one of the tissues in that area that was innervated by those, those same nerves in that area those nerves go to the breast tissue, and the breast tissue obviously produces milk for babies. Obviously, when when the woman gives birth, so also those nerves branch out of that top area, and the nerves in that T1 through T7, C C1, I'm sorry, T1 through T7. Uh, there's nerve roots that come together in that area and a little bit higher in the neck also that make up this thing called the brachial plexus. It's a bundle of nerve that a bundle of nerves that comes out. In that area, and those nerves go down your arms. That's what actually controls your arms. Okay, the equivalent of that would be the sciatic nerve, uh, but nonetheless, down at the bottom, this the brachial plexus is basically the equivalent, in a way, of the sciatic nerve that controls your entire leg. So the sciatic nerve controls your entire leg. So your buttocks muscles, and it branches off, it branches off into different nerves, right? Uh, it branches off, and you know, femoral nerve, and all these other nerves in the leg. But the main line, the main actual line extension cord from the spine, the spinal cord, is these three or four nerve roots that come together in the low back and create the sciatic nerve. So up top is the exact same thing. It's called the brachial plexus. It goes to your arms. It allows you to touch stuff, hold your hand in place, etc. So that is, I'm, I'm going through this function because I want you to understand how much it does. So the brachial plexus, if you have a problem with your median nerve, and, you know, you're just tall, it's just carpal tunnel. If you have tingling in your thumb, your index finger, and your middle finger, that is your median nerve. If you have pain in your pinky finger and your ring finger, that is the ulnar nerve. Those are part of your actual brachial plexus. So whenever you have an issue in your neck and you feel tingling and numbness in three fingers, thumb, index, and middle finger, that's the median nerve, or ulnar nerve, the ring finger and the pinky finger, that tells me that there's something either wrong in your neck or in your wrist. That's how we would determine, like, is it carpal tunnel truly or is this something in your neck? Some people have come to my office that have been operated on at the wrist, even though the problem is in the neck, and after the operation, guess what they still have? Numbness, pain, tingling, etc., and that is coming from the neck because nobody ever checked, or if they did, they just kind of, you know, said, hey, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's really the wrist. Uh, nobody ever checked though the nerve roots coming out of the highway or the extension cord, the spinal cord. Nobody checked those and checked the bony growth around there, any arthritis, any herniated disc. And now the person's having symptomatology at the hand just because you have the hand barking or in pain or numb does not mean that's where the problem is. Because as uh, one of our founders in chiropractics, you say, he say, if you step on a dog's tail, it barks out of his mouth. It barks out of his mouth. It does not bark out of his tail. You would never, obviously, you know, say, hey, uh, that dog is barking out of his tail because it can't. So meaning that the problem, even though it's barking, it might be your knee that hurts, your ankle that hurts. It doesn't mean that the problem is at that area. It could be coming higher up on the actual 
um, on the actual uh, on the actual spinal cord. So I'm going through all that because it's absolutely crucial you understand that it all is connected. So now continuing down T1 through T5, then obviously below that you have other organs, obviously the stomach, digestive tract, uh, you know, reproductive organs. So you know, uh, uterus for women, males, obviously uh, the genitalia, along with the testicles and also prostate, etc. So all those nerves from the top to bottom go out and go somewhere. So the, the problem arises is in when your spine, which is your vertebra, the little bones, right, shift out of position. When they shift out of position, they actually cause problems for the central nervous system. The thing is this, though, before I even talk about that, I want to talk about the normal position of the actual stack of bones, the vertebra, right, the vertebral column, that's what it's called, the spinal column. So the spinal column, when you look at somebody uh, and you're looking at them straight on ahead, you look at them. They are supposed to be normal posture, and this you can check yourself if you want. If you're listening to this later, you have the time to pause it. If you're listening to this live, go in front of a mirror that you can see yourself full length, right? And I want you to look and analyze very, very closely your hips and your shoulders. Your hips and your shoulders are going to tell you whether or not your spine is aligned from front to back. So what that means is this. You look at yourself in the mirror, and you really analyze whether one shoulder is higher than the other. Whether one hip is higher than the other. If you, and this patients, and the only reason I know this is because patients have told me, is that, you know, I've always known that I kind of have had uh, a short leg because my pants, they have to hem the one side shorter than the other. It's not that you actually have a short leg. Unless a doctor has actually taken an x-ray of your tibia, which is your leg bone, and your thigh bone or femur, and they actually taken the measurement and measured that actual bone on x-ray to the millimeter, and the same thing as the tibia, this is the standard. That's what I was taught in school. This is like the answer when you take boards and there, there are questions about, hey, this patient says that they have a short leg. How do you confirm? You confirm A, by putting a heel lift in or whatever have you, or B, you take x-rays and actually confirm the position and the length of the, 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 the actual femur and the tibia. That's how you confirm that position. You look at yourself at the shoulders and at the hips, and then when you come back, I'm going to tell you what it is that you do with that information to w figure out whether your posture is right or not. So you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Days Using Top. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Uh, press option two. If you don't want to talk to anybody, you can also text. You can text either dinner. Uh, so 937-552-7364, text the word dinner if you're interested in coming to our next dinner on November 16th, Monday night, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's. Or if you want to just say, hey, I'm ready to come see you, doc. My back is killing me. I have sciatic pain. Uh, you can call our office or text the word new patient, uh, all one word, new patient, to 937-552-7364. So on the previous segment, I'm doing a recap of the master class we just held this week on Thursday. And... The, the, the topics that we were talking about, and more importantly, is the central nervous system. The central nervous system is the brain and the spinal cord. Without it, you don't live, you don't function, right? So what is it that it means when your spine gets out of position and it affects your nerves or pinches a nerve? So I was explaining in the first segment that your spine 
your spinal column, the bones, has a canal where the spinal cord comes out of, and out of those, uh, out of each level comes out a nerve root that goes to a different organ. So I had everybody before the break look at their posture. If you're driving, obviously don't do this, but when you get home, look at yourself in a mirror, a full-length mirror, hopefully, and you can see your hips and your shoulders. If one of your shoulders is higher than the other and one of your hips is higher than the other, especially if, like, they're opposite, if your right hip is higher and your left shoulder is higher, that's a really good indication that your spine is not completely straight when you look at it from front to back because you're high on the right hip, and then in order to compensate so you don't fall over, your body then lifts up your left shoulder up to create this counterbalance act. And the problem is not the fact that you look goofy because you have, you know, tilting and, you know, obviously you might look silly when you look at yourself in the mirror like, oh, wow, like I'm actually higher than the other on one side than the other. But it's more about the position of the spine, though, because your spine, according to the research, is supposed to be straight from front to back. This is why when kids, especially young females, start having scoliosis, the doctors will operate on them because they say, you know what, your right hip is higher than the left. The left hip is really, really low. Oh, by the way, your one shoulder is completely higher than the other. So that means you have a scoliosis. So they take an x-ray and they confirm it. They say, holy cow, your spine is out of position. So you know what? It is not horrific yet. So let's go ahead and actually, um, let's go ahead and do uh, some physical therapy to rehab the muscles to get your spine back in place. Well, sometimes that doesn't work. So what happens next is that they, you know, continue to do different modalities before you know it. Hey, there's really nothing else we can do. We're going to have to actually operate. So they actually go in, they physically move your spine back to where it's supposed to be, and they put metal rods to the hopes of holding it in place. So that's how crucial the position of the spine is, if you think about it. If a doctor is willing to cut you open in the most sensitive area of your body, which is your spine, right, if your doctor is willing to do that, then that means it must be important. Let's just let that sink in here. If a doctor is willing to take a 16-year-old girl who has a scoliosis and cut their spine open as far as getting the spine bones exposed to put rods next to it to make sure it's actually straightened, if it's that important to be able to cut somebody open, it must be important. Because without it being in the proper position, the doctor realizes that the nerves are going to be compromised and those nerves go to organs and those organs, sometimes the organs that are being affected are the ones that actually keep you alive like your heart and lungs. That's why scoliosis actual surgeries happen because people stop breathing normally and also their heart stops uh, functioning 100% capacity. So that is what I got for this segment. I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Days Talk. W. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, this is Rush Limbaugh. This is my home in the Miami Valley. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. 1290-957. WHIO. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you that you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937 952-7364. 552-7364. Press option two to talk to somebody, or you can simply text our number, 937-552-7364. You can text dinner if you want to come to the dinner on November 16 at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Basil's in Troy, more than welcome to come to that. You can bring yourself up to four guests with you. 
Um, there is limited seating, so you got to get uh, signed up for that. Or if you want to participate in our master class, you can text master class to once again nine three seven five five two seven three six four, and obviously you test master class, so you can be included into the group, uh, so we can obviously uh, hold you accountable and you get the latest and greatest about the challenges that we're doing with our patients. So uh, welcome back. So we're talking about the central nervous system today. Uh, for those of you just joining us, getting in the car, uh, obviously this week four that we just uh, covered in the master class in our office, uh, the online workshops that we've been doing. And I just wanted to talk about the, the a recap. And the biggest thing is just the fact that the central nervous system controls everything, and that is the brain and spinal cord, and that branches out to the nerves that go to your organs and muscles, etc. And the biggest thing with us as chiropractors is the fact that your spine, your vertebra, hold your actual body together. That's your backbone, per se. That's what they call a backbone. So it's flexible, it's movable. What happens is it gets out of position. So on the previous segments, I was talking about the the actual, you know, the canal where the spinal cord travels down, the nerve roots where they come out, and the intervertebral foramen or the holes between the vertebra. All that is necessary, and, and it's obviously part of the structure for a reason. So as those things um, shift out of position because of life, they start putting pressure on nerves, obviously, and those nerves go to organs. But the first thing we got to do is we got to define the, the proper posture you should have. And this is what on the first segment I was talking to some of you uh, that did it. You stood in front of your mirror, you looked at your hips, and you looked at your shoulders, and they should have been level on both sides. The problem is many of you looked and you saw that you weren't. So what does that mean to me, uh, you know, Dr. Juan, as patients would ask? It's simple. It's telling me that there's probably no feasible way that your spine is in proper position. So what is a proper position of the spine? When you're looking at the spine from front to back, your spine, your backbone, your vertebra are supposed to be all lined up on top of each other. You're supposed to have a completely straight line. When you don't have that in your spine, that is known as a scoliosis or the very beginnings of a, or, or lateral deviation. A scoliosis is technically any lateral deviation that's above nine degrees, technically. Um, so not to get too technical, if you're slightly laterally bending your spine and, and you're trying to stand up straight, there's most likely a beginning stages of a scoliosis. Of course, the issue here is that if that gets out of position even further, you start then putting pressure on nerves going to organs. And if this is like something like, oh, I'm not sure, I, I, I believe that, that's exactly why they do surgeries on people when they have really bad scoliosis because they realize once it gets beyond a certain point, it starts, put, it starts putting so much pressure on the nerves that the organs start shutting down. So if 55 degrees of pressure on a nerve is a bad thing, right, is two degrees of pressure on a nerve a good thing? The answer is no. Of course, no pressure is the best, obviously. Uh, I know it's really hard to achieve that, and I get that, but if you had 25 degrees amount of pressure when you're looking at a spine because your spine is bending over by 25 degrees, um, would you rather have 25 degrees or five it's five, obviously, because there's less pressure on the nerves, and that gives you the better opportunity and function in your body. So that's what we focus on when we look at your x-rays and we, we assess your spine and the spinal position. So that's front to back. Many people know that you're supposed to be straight from front to back. What many people don't know is that you're supposed to have a 45-degree angle or an arc 
or a curve in your neck when you look at the side view of the neck. And that's the one that I talk about my mom for quite a bit. My mom, her neck was supposed to be 45 degrees. When we took her x-ray, her neck was zero degrees, meaning that when you looked at her from the side, her, her head was actually protruding forward. And that is not normal. So what happens is that you get out of position in the spine and that you lose that curve that then puts stress on the disc between the vertebra. So the cushioning between the vertebra start actually getting crushed. And it's not that they're falling apart completely, but they're being compressed. And what happens is as time goes on, that then starts deteriorating the actual disc and the disc starts herniating or, you know, bulging and it gets thinner and thinner. So the easiest way that I explain it, if you've been to my office, I explained this to patients of mine that are listening right now. The disc is supposed to be like a nice, thick jelly donut. So you look at a jelly donut you grab from any of the donut shops, right? You look at it from the side when you put it down, like on the, on the table, you look at it from the side, it looks nice and thick and juicy, awesome, right? It's got all the jelly inside of it, delicious, great. Then now imagine that you put a pretty heavy book or something heavy on top of that donut, and it's not going to like crush it right away, but you put something heavy, eventually gravity's going to start pu- pushing that donut down, and that donut's going to get flatter and flatter and flatter if you leave it there long enough, and if it's heavy enough, eventually it'll actually basically make that donut into a pancake. So that is what happens to the disc when you lose the curve in your neck. So there's a curve in your neck, you're deteriorating the disc, and now the disc starts herniating. And herniation is simply nothing more, bulging and herniation, uh, simply more nothing that, that you know, uh, is that difficult to understand. Basically, is that the jelly donut jelly is actually starting to come out of the injection, you know, where they injected the actual jelly, the little hole that you see on the back of the donut. So let's say that that hole right there, if you start squeezing the donut, the actual jelly starts coming out of the back. That's what a herniation is. So when it's just a little bit of jelly coming out, it's just starting to protrude or bulge out. That's a bulge. When it starts coming out completely and you can actually almost form a drop of it, that's what a herniation is. So the biggest issue here is that because of what we do every day, you know, sit in front of computers, you do construction all day, et cetera, et cetera, you are actually training your spine to be out of position. So this is why it is important to understand the position of your spine. So that's why in our office we take x-rays. It makes absolute sense that if you show up and I look at your shoulders and one is higher than the other and I look at your hips and one is higher than the other and I turn you to the side and I look at you from the side and I'm looking like at your ear and that con- you know that profile and I see that your head is protruding forward, I'm deducing like, okay, there's no way this person is straight from front to back because their shoulder and their, their, their actual hips – are off alignment. Number two, there's no way that they have a 45-degree angle curve in their neck because her de- their head is forward. Their ear is supposed to be over your shoulder. That ear is forward to the front of the shoulder. So that's when we make the dedu- deduction based on that testing and a few other more testing modalities. And we say, you know what? There's no piece of way that's in the proper position, but I can't just go on gut feeling. We actually have to prove it. How do we prove it? Well, we'll stick an X-ray and let's actually mark them and measure it. That's what we do. We measure it. So then we measure, and we measure the actual curve in your neck, the actual curve in your low back, and we figure out how straight or not straight your spine is. And then we know, based on research, not making it up out of thin air, based on research that your spine 
It's supposed to have those three arcs, and it's supposed to have a lordosis in the cervical position, and it's supposed to have a lordosis in the lumbar position in the area. So every do- like any doctor that does anything with the spine knows that. So even physical therapists, fr- fr- from front to back, you know, um, you're supposed to be straight from front to back. So people go to physical therapists, which obviously these doctors are specialized in, uh, you know, uh, assisting the spine and, and in other areas of the body, soft tissue especially. So these doctors realize, okay, well, that's out of position. Let's strengthen this muscle. Let's loosen this muscle to make sure that we get the spine back in position. So most doctors know that. So it's pretty important to understand that that position is absolutely crucial. So the posture of your spine, the posture of your body is absolutely crucial in the deterioration or the maintaining of your spine and the actual components of the spine, such as the disc, the vertebra, and secondly, some of the other components that are around that area, which is obviously the spinal cord, the nerve roots, and the nerves. So that is why the position of the spine is absolutely crucial. If you're out of position, you put pressure on nerves. So then now you're thinking about it like, well, what does that mean to me? Well, when we're putting pressure on a nerve, the nerve cannot function 100%. So um, for those people that nerd out out there, uh, the, the nerve conducts information through this elect- electrical wave. That's what they call it. Um, and the thing is, is, it's called an action potential, basically. So this actual action potential and the electricity, that's the message that's traveling down the spine, the spine or, or the spinal cord or the nerves, um, this action potential it's affected by the thickness and how well insulated that nerve is, etc. So what happens is that if you're putting pressure on a the nerve, there's no feasible way that 100% of that information is going to get to the organ uninterrupted. So then now that, of course, causes pain. And yes, that causes pain. But more importantly, I'm concerned about your pain. Yes, of course. But more importantly, I'm concerned about the fact that that same nerve that's causing your neck pain or arm pain is the same nerve that wraps around and goes to your heart. So this is no accident as to why when people are having a heart attack or a cardiac event, the one thing they'll report almost nine times out of ten is that my left arm was tingling, you know, numb, etc., just a weird feeling because it's the same innervation. So what happens is those nerves branches branch off. One of them continues to the arm. The other one continues to the heart and other parts uh, in that area. So what happens is that you start having that referral pain, the jaw, the neck, the shoulder, the arm, and then you're having pressure on your chest. That's a dead giveaway of, sign- uh, of a heart attack. So the problem is if these nerves are being obviously pinched or crushed or, you know, putting pressure on them, those nerves are then being irritated. So it's not necessarily that you're going to have a heart attack, but you may have a symptom because if I'm putting pressure on a nerve going to the heart, is that good or bad? It's bad. So the central nervous system starts sending signals. Some of the signals are simple symptoms, such as high blood pressure. Some of you are skinny. You don't eat very bad. You work out all the time. You know, you got all the markers for being, you know, healthy, especially when it comes to cardiovascular function. And you have high blood pressure. And nobody in their mind and nobody in the medical system can explain to you why you have high blood pressure. Even some of you don't even have, you know, a reason genetically from like, you know, your parents to have high blood pressure, but you have it. 
and you don't fit any mold. Like you don't have a super stressful job. You eat really good green foods. You work out all the time, et cetera, et cetera. But the only way you can control your blood pressure is by taking a medication. Well, why is that? Why is it that you have high blood pressure in the first place? That's the questions we want our patients asking. I don't want to know that I have high blood pressure and to take a pill. I want to know what's causing it, especially since I'm 160 pounds soaking wet. I'm almost six and a half feet tall. Uh, you know, I'm pretty slender. Like, why is it I have high blood pressure even though I look like the picture of health? That's the questions that I want you to ask your doctors. So, well, uh, we don't know. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's a problem. It's because most likely than not, there's some sort of interference. Interfering with your brain, communicating with your heart, trying to tell your heart, don't beat as hard, beat a little less hard, a little softer, so the pressure decreases because it's really, really bad for this body that we're in for the pressure to be that high. But guess what? The heart never gets that message. The heart gets a different message. It says, hey, beat harder and faster and stronger because we're under attack and we need to get the blood to where it needs to go. So that is what, that is how and what actually causes some symptoms in people that are unexplainable. You look at the spine, once again, if 25 degrees of actual crushing pressure on a nerve is a bad thing, five degrees cannot obviously be a good thing. So that's what we look for when we take your x-rays, and that's why the spinal position is so crucial. So got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Dave's Season Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by searching on Instagram, also Full Life Chiropractic, or simply call in our office at 937 552 7364, press option two. Team is standing by, ready to answer your questions about this topic or topics we covered in the past. So, welcome back. We're talking about the central nervous system. I know to some of you, you're like, hey, I don't really want this information. I want to talk about nutrition, doctor, this and the other. The thing is, I want to remind you that are thinking that uh, you cannot have proper nutrition, proper anything if your brain and your body are not communicating. Because if you think about it, what actually digests your food, your digestive system? So your digestive system is controlled by what system? I'll give you a second. The central nervous system. You're absolutely right. Central nervous system is the brain and the spinal cord. So if I cut the bundle of nerves going to your stomach, is there any feasible way your stomach digests that really nice gluten-free, super green, healthy meal that you just ate? The answer is absolutely not. So this is why cutting the nerve is not a good thing. But if we don't cut the nerve and we be crushing pressure on a nerve and that nerve is going to the stomach, is that good or bad for the stomach? It's bad. So the stomach is not functioning at 100%. It's malfunctioning. And, for example, the stomach, one of the malfunctioning signs of a stomach is acid reflux or, you know, you know, small, you know, uh, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which actually starts in the stomach and it goes into a small intestine, right? Or you don't have enough acid, et cetera. So, like, all of that, all those symptoms are just signs of something not happening properly. So you can either A, um, 
do nothing about it and just mask the symptom and put a Band-Aid over it and pretend it's not there. Or B, you can get to the cost of it by figuring out what's actually causing the nerves in that area to be irritated. And that's where we look at, at your x-rays and say, holy cow, you have uh, you know high blood pressure, acid reflux, just to stay with that topic, that example. And you happen to have a vertebra out of position in the area where the nerves come out of going to your stomach. So it just makes sense that let's put that bone back in place and make sure that the brain and the stomach are communicating. And then many times, sometimes, the symptoms go away. And it's not that we cured anything. We didn't do anything. We removed the interference so the body can heal itself like God designed it to. Your body will heal from a cut. You don't have to think about it. Guess what tells it to heal? Your brain. How? Through the spinal cord out the nerves so every single cell, tissue, and organ in the body. So your body knows what to do. It needs no help. It just needs no interference. So what we do is figure out if the pain is in some place, we got to figure out what's causing that pain. So simple. We do an examination. We do a posture analysis, range of motion study, palpatory examination. We do uh, we do take x-rays in our office. That is, uh, We take x-rays for spinal positioning and spinal correction. So we take x-rays in our office to see where the spine stands and also rule out pathology. Make sure you don't have like cancer spreading to your spine. You don't have a broken, uh, you know, you know, fracture or something like that in your spine. So we look at those things to be safe. It just makes sense to be safe because if you're already in a bad position, the last thing you want to do is for me to, you know, you come to me and I adjust you without seeing what's going on and make you worse. It just makes no sense. It doesn't. It's not good for you. It's not good for us. So that's not what we do. We look at your spine and figure out what the actual spine is doing and what is causing this is you're having. So that's what the biggest bulk of the master class was that I just taught on Thursday because the spinal position dictates everything else in your central nervous system's ability to function, control, and heal your body from within like God designed it to. So, folks, I'm out of time. If you want more on this topic, go back to our Facebook page. You can watch the entire hour of our masterclass, week four, the central nervous system. I want to bless you today. Thanks for joining us. You have a blessed weekend. Thanks for listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Dayton Season Talk. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios. You call, we come, it's fixed.